and welcome to Stuck for Ideas, a podcast by Alice Wordsworth and Erin Blackmore. The impetus for this podcast came out of quarantine. With the theatre industry in crisis, our self-sufficiency, creativity and imaginative drive were put to the test. And we have found ourselves looking more than ever to others for inspiration. This podcast is about where we and guests go when we're stuck for ideas. We are very excited to tell you about our collaboration with the gorgeous Welsh sustainable sleepwear brand Hina. We are Bella and Fionn, the founders of Hina Sleep. We are a sustainable sleepwear brand based in Llangwanog, which is a tiny coastal village on the west coast of Wales. And we design and manufacture 100% linen sleepwear that is fully sustainable and ethically made. Hina, spelt H-U-N-A, is actually the Welsh word for slumber. And we thought this was perfect to represent our brand. Uh, We both grew up here in West Wales and we both call it home. So connecting to our Welsh roots was really important to us. With everything made to pre-order, I decided to get a mix set, opting for the pabby trousers and the Camry top, which is yet another great thing about Hina, that you can mix and match the sets to get whatever suits you best. All of our pieces are made by hand by wonderful women based here in Llangwanog and you will get your lovely Hina package through the post within four to six weeks. Thank you so much, Hina. Today, we are going to be in conversation with Rihanna Drake, founder of the new tea brand, Tea and Me. She is a Wonder Woman entrepreneur, and we're really excited to welcome her to the podcast. Dinner party or restaurant? Restaurant. Music or silence? Oh, music. Herbs. <laughs> Herbs or spices? Spices. Soothe or invigorate? Or soothe. We all love a cup of tea, but what took you from that love to the desire to create your own tea brand? Um, So we started the brand in lockdown and it came from a desire to kind of start something, have a project and yeah bring something to the market that could be of kind of value to people um and we wanted to do it through a vessel that we were really passionate about and enjoyed and it happened to be tea we are just massive tea lovers um and so yeah um it was designed to basically be have a moment of kind of present and calm in the madness that was 2020 and that was how it basically started so infusions with intention is your strap line can you tell us what you mean by this that the meaning of that is that there is basically a purpose in every single tea that we've designed um so every single ingredient was specifically chosen for that blend and initially um when we started the idea was that it would be targeted towards health elements that are prevalent in minority and black communities because we were both black, myself and Melissa, who I started the company with, um, mixed race. And so, um, yeah, it was to target things like inflammation and cholesterol, diabetes. Um, but as we went through the process, we realised that you can't make those health claims or even though it's you know commonly um, understood to be proven and to go with that um kind of ailment you couldn't necessarily say or advertise that so despite them being targeted to those health ailments and the ingredients all helping to aid that 
you can't we can't say that so um so yeah so that was how they were designed and so each intention behind it was actually linked to the health kind of purpose Uh, and they're all natural ingredients aren't they all loose leaf and are they all without milk well you can have so one of them the morning ritual is a black tea so you can have it with milk um as your preference and it's got the the peach and the ginger in so it has got kind of a sweetness to it so I drink it without I drink all of the teas without milk um but you can add it if you desire so yeah you're a girl after my own heart Rihanna I'm not a milk lover so I was literally looking through your website loving that they were all kind of more herbal infusions because that is all I drink all the time oh my gosh guys I remember a time when I asked someone for a peppermint tea and they said oh does it um do you want that with milk and I was like I know we're not going to be friends who asks that it baffles me (laughs) it baffles me when people ask that Rihanna, I feel like there's such a ritualistic nature about tea drinking. And I know, I mean, obviously the British are famously recognised for this, but I also think of kind of luscious tea plantations in Sri Lanka and the chai served in India at pretty much every opportunity. And I was just wondering if there were any cultures that you feel like you draw from. Yeah, I mean, we literally draw from so many. Um, We source the teas from... um, multiple countries so you know from india india japan the caribbean africa um there's all the ingredients that are from there so we have like sri lankan um black tea keeman black tea indian assam and um yeah you know we want to ensure that they're great quality and they're authentic and so we pull from all of those and as well in the blends you know what complements it if it's more of a um we did a limited edition tea called Heritage, which was kind of an ode to families and, and heritage being Caribbean. Um, and yeah, we had some really lovely ingredients and spices in there, which were all from the Caribbean. So we do things like that. So it stays true to the, the flavour and the um, theme of the tea. Oh, I love the sound of that. I think it was, you know, with all the chaos that was happening in 2020 and uh, the Black Lives Movement and loads of things that were external effects. It just felt like there needed to be more moments of kind of of calm and not stressful and not kind of extremely like re- like in reality and in, in the external world. It just needed to have more of an internal moment um, a lot more frequently in 2020. And so we felt that with the the routine of you know the tea and having those moments and taking yourself away from everything and just sitting was actually a really nice um kind of tool to have throughout that time so yeah it was designed to be something um obviously different from larger brands and less kind of corporate and a lot more um kind of small and grounded and um intentional to encompass more than just the tea it was about the moment that it kind of rang with it and the mindset so that was a big part of the inspiration and the external factors kind of brought that to our reality and yeah where it came from really. and I, I feel like also the structure this sounds bonkers but that having your tea can give you like I know that I wake up and I have a cup of tea and that's the first thing I do and I know that just before I go to bed the last thing I do is have a cup of peppermint tea and I think that was something I know for me anyway I was really grappling on to any forms of structure that I could find in in 2020 when everything and and now but that tea offers that as well because I remember when we last spoke a couple of weeks ago 
you said that you hadn't anticipated how much resonance this was all still going to have. Mm. But I'm kind of loving the cyclical nature of it in this instance that we're, you know, we're still so craving that routine. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we didn't really realise beforehand how much a normal kind of going to work day and things like it gives you a routine in the act itself, but how you're just lost without it, really. And if you are, you know, stuck inside a lot or working from home, it can all just become a blur and everything is at different times, more so when you remember it rather than when you feel that you need it or um, or want it. So, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily because it was so early days. We designed everything kind of June and July um, and then launched in uh, we launched our Kickstarter fundraising in August and then it went live in October. So it was mainly um, at the start of lockdown and we weren't so out of sync with everything as of as of yet. I think we were still enjoying cocktails in, in the park and in our gardens or whatever it may be. Um, so to, for it now to be really hitting home and people really enjoying it for the structure, you know, year, months later is is amazing. We were really keen to talk to a company in its infancy, Rihanna, and I think one also that started at the same time as we launched this podcast, because we want this to be a space where we can discuss how lockdown has affected creativity, but also a space to celebrate the things that are coming from it, like Tea and Me. And I can only imagine that setting up a business during this well, setting up a business is tricky at the best of times, but during these unstable times, it must have been more daunting than ever. And how did you muster that bravery to take the plunge? Definitely a challenge at the best of times, and it had its moments. And I think the the extra strain of delays and, um, you know, so much uncertainty within manufacturing and actually, you know, getting the product and the whole process is something that um, you probably wouldn't want to wish on yourself because it was a lot more stressful than it would have been um, normally. But I definitely was just craving some kind of outlet um, at that time and really had the the attention span, the passion and the energy to put everything into it. So from a point of view, personally, of, you know, mentally and um, energy-wise, being able to muster up the bravery it was all there it was ready to go and to be channeled into something productive um and I think yeah you know with that it just pushed through those those moments where um I was kind of thinking you know this is probably the worst time <laughs> to start a business and things are at a standstill and you know you, you can't get testers and you can't get things as quickly and samples and um yeah it definitely added a layer onto it that wouldn't normally be there but I think yeah like I said having the 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 scope mentally with nothing much going on because work was on pause it was just the perfect time so yeah it was a great combination I feel like there is no set guide on how to set up a business but what was the guide for you or what was the template uh you started with that helped you begin this journey uh, it definitely stemmed from a a want uh, for something that I kind of wanted personally. And I think staying true to myself throughout and kind of what um, we felt ad- added value and what I personally wanted to see in the market, I think it was all factors that steered it. So it wasn't necessarily kind of one thing or a constant thing. It was just 
kind of as a consumer and as someone that wanted this product, what would I like to see? So coming from that and then obviously, you know, knowing what's in the market, I was a massive tea fan and knew what several brands were doing and things like that. And actually, yeah, where we could add value. I love, no, I love that you say that it comes from, it it stems from some, a personal place because Mm. I mean, it sounds like a terrible thing to admit, but I think, you know, if you're doing something, sort of from a selfish want it means that your heart's in the right place because you're striving for something that you know you really care about so I think Mm -hmm. that's an amazing piece of advice to be giving people I think yeah definitely that and that you have to do something that is true to yourself and you know you're passionate about it and it's something that you know or feel would really add value because it would to you and you know typically if, if there's something that you think or feel someone else is feeling the same so even if we appeal to a smaller um kind of market but it's actually really hitting home that it's going to help them as it as it did help me then yeah that's kind of the the thought process behind it as opposed to appealing to the masses and being quite generic I think it's more specific but that's how it hits home better so and and just hearing you talk about production lines I was just wondering if what impact Brexit has had dare I say that dreaded word I know (laughs) um actually it wasn't that bad because Um, initially there was a company that we consulted with to give us advice on our legal um, standpoint on labeling what you can say to um, sell in the EU and America so we'd already crossed over those bridges and our um, labeling and marketing was all compliant so it was just a case of um, making sure the shipping was then um, up to scratch which we already had kind of 80% of the way there, we had to get an EORI number, which was all just new terminology to me. Um, And yeah, we were were up and away. So yeah, it wasn't a hit at all. Um, It does sometimes impact the shopper on the other side due to taxes and um, import fees, but that is country specific. So they would be used to that anyway, if they're shopping anywhere outside of their country. And did you get initial investors in that, in those first phases? Is that how it all like came to fruition and began a kickstarter campaign um that we did and it was structured around what we were wanting to bring to the market we hadn't actually had any product developed then or real branding we just did it all ourselves and um yeah put it onto this platform and we're just absolutely like gobsmacked with the the uptake it had um it was with the initial target of seven thousand pounds and we raised nearly eight thousand pounds um, and it was just so heartwarming that people were seeing the vision and had faith in us and kind of um, donated. And you get with it the product once it, once it launched. So we fulfilled all of those orders. Um, but, you know, with nothing really behind us but the idea and the vision and loads of people, many that we didn't know. It was just all on this platform and they are just lovely, generous souls that give to startups. And, um, yeah, we've done really well from that. And I mean, gosh, you're six months in now. That must, it does it feel real? <laughs> it's actually gone so quickly, um, so, so quickly. I think because we had things like Cyber Monday and all the occasions, Halloween, Christmas and things that kind of flurry you through the months, um, we were then just kind of catapulted to the new year and we're already in February. So yeah, it's just sped by. And with the joy of hindsight, looking back on, you know, the launch and everything, do you feel like there's anything you'd have done differently or what are you most proud of? 
Uh, definitely most proud of our collaboration with Lush, the um, cosmetic kind of bath products. Um, we were actually in their Oxford Circus um, store as a pop-up over Christmas. And it's the largest, I think it's the largest worldwide um, on Oxford Street. So it was a massive deal. It was amazing for us, great sales and to get face-to-face feedback because we are an online brand. So um, to actually have people tasting the tea and giving us real-time feedback was was phenomenal. Um, and the only thing I'd say that would be have been great in hindsight was getting someone on board to help with PR and marketing sooner because we didn't actually get any coverage of that event. And I think it would have been a great kind of asset to talk about because they haven't um, collaborated with any independent brands before. We were the first and to be independent and female black owned was just amazing after the way 2020 was. And is the idea to move into supermarkets and things or do you think you want to keep it all through your website? I think the main um source will be through our website so that people can come direct and see what you know we're doing new what the brand is we want to create a community where we can start doing events and have just kind of a hub of knowledge and um kind of expertise and different features on the website so that will be the main focus but definitely um to go towards you know the more kind of premium supermarkets and department stores like Selfridges and Harrods would be the aim um, and where the, the company is looking to grow to and you initially started this venture with a friend, but you're now working solo, is that right? Would you be happy to talk about the impact that had and how you managed the shift in in what there must have been a massive workload and to you managing this company on your own? It was, yeah, definitely a big shift. And um, I mean, obviously with going, starting a full-time job in the, in the new year, it wasn't something that I would have been able to sustain by myself. So I've outsourced um, a lot of, well, we've got six freelancers that are um, kind of interacting with the brand, which is just an incredible place to be just six months in. Um, And it's actually just been an amazing um, kind of eye-opener as to the potential that getting specialists in each field can bring to a brand. Whereas now we have someone solely focusing on the PR and marketing, and we already had a product designer and website designer and they all actually happen to be female. So it's, it's a strong team um, of female, yeah, professionals. So we're keeping it really in keeping with the with the female owned, um, which is lovely. Um, even down to our kind of accountant and, and lawyer is, is all female. So, yeah, it's really lovely to see. Sounds like a powerhouse company. Incredible. Mm-hmm. And I mean, something that really jumps out to me are your beautiful images. Them in themselves contain such a sense of calm and warmth. And... You said you had to make the images that are on your website at the moment. You said you had to make do with a with what was readily available in lockdown for this shoot. And did you know what you wanted to focus on visually from the beginning for that? Yeah. So I mean, the photos were all kind of about a mood that um, we wanted to evoke in when you drink that tea. Also, hearing you talk about events and looking at those photos, I feel like it would be. Pairing your tea with something like a book club would be amazing. I mean, the list of ideas is <laughs> is so long, but absolutely having kind of a book a book club associated and kind of playlists and everything that goes with creating a mood and talking about um, kind of mindfulness and things with the tea and creating it around each tea 
yeah the possibilities are endless because it just goes so well with daily life and yeah in terms of that timeline and trajectory what how would you define success for T and me I guess definitely doing all those things but what does success look like for you as a company Definitely growing and expanding and being seen by many more people, being in more homes would be, you know, the main goal and becoming a household name that people can, you know, trust and know from a wellness point of view and quality that it's um, it's, pre- it's a premium and that it's, you know, a lovely moment to enjoy and indulge in. Have you found any particular routines or rituals that you found really important to hold on to during this strange time? I just think, yeah, structure to your day is just paramount, isn't it? Otherwise, it just kind of turns into a whole blur. Um, but, you know, even things down to an eat, like eating schedule, making sure I set times to eat, because at the start, I think I was going just hours of not really um, eating regularly. And then you'd feel like your energy kind of slump and dip. Um, and it sounds ridiculous because, you know, surely you'd be hungry. But I think if you are just in a flurry and out of routine, it's just, yeah, it can go ages. So giving myself a routine to eat um, at a certain time definitely helps me and sustains energy levels and my productivity and a sleep pattern. And yeah, not kind of staying up till 2am to do Netflix and <laughs> getting all out of sync um, is important. So yeah, getting ample sleep for sure. And and if someone was trying your tea for the first time, what what is your favourite infusion? Which would be the one you you'd recommend? I definitely shouldn't be um, biased <laughs> because I do love them and we have all of them all the day. But Sundown is just my absolute favourite. It's one that I think. Well, I was basically obsessed with this tea before, and which is why I kind of wanted to create my own because I would just be yeah drinking it all the time, and so. Um, it's a rooibos blend and it's the unwind and to help you sleep but it's the flavors in it which has this kind of warmth to it and just helps you just feel amazing and relaxed and um just calm and so yeah it's my absolute oh, favorite did you have to do a like although I love a, like tea is there like was there like a tea blender who helped you find and mix all the spices and herbs and yeah so there are we didn't there was there's courses and things you can do but obviously we started in lockdown so we couldn't actually do that and have any training um so with our manufacturer there is um in the blending team they call them a master blender who puts the blends together and helps you kind of formulate master blender that is an amazing title for a job (laughs) (laughs) isn't it Something I meant to share with you because I read a really interesting Guardian article just before we spoke and it's Mm -hmm. amazing about female entrepreneurs basically starting up in lockdown and it felt so perfect for this chat and but the statistics about the amount I think it was something like 40% of all employed women were working in sectors affected by the pandemic but the positive spin on that is that they're now like the forefront of entrepreneurship this year which I just thought was really great. And you are example number one. No, that is an amazing statistic. And also with um, the actual, yeah, kind of ratio of female founders in general Mm. and females getting um, Mm. uh, investment and things in companies was just so, so low. So to be a part of, you know, growing that is is a massive push behind T&Me. Thank you so much. And I cannot wait to 
edit this with a cup of tea in my hand. We actually both we actually both managed to uh, light candles in honour of yes. this chat. We felt like it was the right kind of mood. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, I've, I've got candle. I literally um, burn one every day whilst I work because I don't really have um, things on in the background so it I have like a crackle one on at the moment and it's just so soothing so oh I love those what's a crackle yeah one? the woodwick yeah and it burns and it crackles as it burns it's a bit like a sort of wood burning fire oh I want that love that's it. put my uh, little Sainsbury's <laughs> one to shame thank you so much and have a lovely lovely evening and happy pancake day thank you so much for having me it's been amazing and yeah enjoy your three courses or two courses of pancakes <laughs> That was Alice Wordsworth and Erin Blackmore in conversation with Rihanna Drake, the founder of the gorgeous tea brand Tea and Me. You are listening to Stuck for Ideas. Here's some chilled vibes from Snow Allegra before we get into mine and Erin's inspos of the week. I want you around, around. I want you around, around. finale here we are we asked you lovely listeners to send in um some questions for us as we bring this season to a close we've made our job really easy we don't have to prep the interview this time which has been very nice yeah and there was no researching of a person for this part because i know you quite well sunrise or sunset Mm, sunset flowers or trees why why oh god uh sunset well I feel like I've seen more sunsets in my life I'm not really a morning person so that would involve getting up quite early plus I just I love that golden hour it's my favorite flowers or trees flowers why (laughs) because you can get pink ones and you can't get pink trees uh cities or parks oh no city no the question is city parks or city streets City parks. Read or listen? Listen. That's why we do a podcast. Very on brand. Well done. (laughs) Wine or martini? I know who sent this. (laughs) Uh, Wine, unless it's a porn star. (laughs) Oh, I wonder who sent this one too. Georgie or Bala? We haven't told the listeners who Bala is. I know. I've told you I want a photo shoot because it's our new secretary and we need to introduce him. Bala is the new pup trotting around our house and he's a nine week old cockapoo and he's possibly the most gorgeous thing that was that has ever existed. So obviously I'm choosing uh, Bala in that one. Sorry, Georgie fan. Is he only nine weeks? Yeah, he's diddy. And that's why we have to carry him around in that stupid pouch. We're not really those types of people, I promise. He but you do have a papoose. I, can't, I couldn't quite believe it when you... Is that when I scored? That's what I call them. I saw a dog in one on the tube once and it was just the most extraordinary thing because its legs were like at this horizontal angle. And I was like, how are you happy in that? Like, at least a Bala, he's kind of small and floppy. Erin, the first question I think we should start with is how did we meet? Ah, back to our roots. Um, We met at Exeter Uni. We both did drama. 
but we didn't actually know each other at the very beginning. We met in term two doing, of course, a physical theatre module. Um, we found that we rather gravitated towards each other as the two bossiest people in that room. And the rest is history, really. And what made us start a theatre company? Oh, good question. Um, probably because we were two bossy minds and we thought bossy minds are better together. But no, we realised that we had loads of similar interests and enjoyed doing the same things, watching the same things, listening to the same things. And although that sounds like a boring place to start, that we were basically realised we were one of the same people. Also, we didn't have um, exams, much to everyone else's dismay, in term three. So we basically, that was a chance to put on plays all the time. So I feel like it kind of happened accidentally because we just wanted to make work together and it was a way of being able to spend time with your friends friend singular you I think I spent that whole summer just with you do you remember our first piece Erin it was called Nomad and it was set around a campfire in the field surrounding Exeter Uni and we based it on oh what were those books Into the Wild yeah Wild by Cheryl Strayed and Tracks by Robin Davidson Yes, and we had a real campfire that we asked everyone to come and sit around. Oh my god, and we collected we collected everyone's phones before they were allowed to come and join our campfire. Why why did we do that? I think my favourite bit about our blurb was saying to put a log on the fire to keep the tail burning. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it was pretty idyllic. It meant we weren't in a rehearsal room, we were outside in this field covered in buttercups every afternoon to prepare so it was kind of nice what is your daily routine in this new covid world mcmaron you're gonna really laugh at me (laughs) but this week i actually made myself a spreadsheet (laughs) i have not managed to find a routine kind of since mid-january basically when i finished my very random interior design job um and so I've made myself a spreadsheet or only in week one. So I can't really report back on how well it's gone. But I basically divided up the day into a.m. and p.m. and set aside some tasks that I want to do in each of them. Because the, really, the only routine I've had since lockdown numero uno in 2020 is doing yoga every day, which I'm still loving. But I just wanted to try and have a routine beyond, you know, 9 a.m. Um, but joking aside, I've actually found setting aside some goals because I'm a big to-do list writer but that generally means that I can dip in and out of things as and when and I often give myself sort of too much to achieve um in one day whereas this I'm being a bit more realistic about what I can get done and it means then if I finish things earlier than I expect I don't feel as guilty for then just sitting on the sofa and reading my book for an hour or something yeah because I think that's what I'm struggling with I've been doing a to-do list every day and writing specific times in which I must achieve and do that task and actually that just leaves no room for spontaneity or if I decide I want to do something else in that moment I then have a guilt around not doing the thing that I said I would do I think I can hear a pigeon yes cooing yeah that's yes right well sorry it's my pigeons my resident pigeons because my neighbor hasn't been on their balcony since the millennium and it's covered in shit and all kinds of things and they're now because obviously we're not out on our balconies as much as before they're deciding that they want to come over to mine as well and I'm 
furious about it because you you painted your lovely material in your yeah you're right they are coming for the art it's true it's a pigeon gallery (laughs) oh boy um so yes i think a schedule sounds like mm, do you do it every day or do you do it for the whole week I I mean it's week one so I'll let you know how I keep it up but this I did it for the whole if week you keep it up if I keep it up very true um but no it's the whole week rather than day to day and it's really just a.m and p.m broad brush strokes whereas how specific mm. are you getting well I've started doing this thing I've got a lovely new diary for 2021 thought we needed some something positive to start a year um and it's got this the first page of every month is divided into four and one of the categories is your monthly goals and I've actually found that to be a really rewarding thing to do at the start of every month set three four goals for myself to achieve or attempt to achieve by the end of the month and then it's a really nice way of looking back and thinking oh I've actually been working I've been doing the minutiae of that goal every day but by the end of the month I've actually achieved the whole thing I don't know I want to become a volunteer so I put that on my goal for the month and then in my to-do list every week will be different volunteering things to research and apply for you see so you then make your to-do list from the affirmation also something that's helped in our daily routine I'd say was we have a session we book in every week together to do a zoom we've been doing I feel like we've been doing it for months Erin but we've been learning and trying to get the certificate for our level one uh, British Sign Language qualification. And so we do a Zoom together, don't we, every week? We do. It's been really nice, actually. And I think, in a way, doing it on FaceTime whilst on our laptops has just been a way of making it way more fun and interactive because it means you kind of force yourself to take it in a little bit more and practice it with each other and test each other as we go because we definitely had a very large hiatus in the middle of learning it so I've forgotten a lot of the beginning lessons for sure. And something else I've loved, I've it's a recent introduction to daily routine at, um, in my household but we've all got a paint by numbers kit that we're doing at the end of every day when we like finish work, clock off, we do like 45 minutes to an hour sitting on the kitchen table often with a glass of wine and we just do our paint by numbers and I cannot recommend it enough as a mindful relaxation and just a switch off from the from your day I love that so much I love that picture you sent me of you all at the table doing it I just wish they made them slightly more stylish well this is why I've said you have to design some paint by numbers because I don't even know if our listeners know that you're also an artist in your own right and I'm trying to encourage Erin to set up a paint by numbers um design I don't know paint by numbers design yeah I've got to try and wrap my head around that I just so long as I'm not writing minuscule numbers by hand I'm up for it now Al what is the one thing you can't live without or something that's sacred in your life at the moment peppermint tea peppermint tea and in fact oh that goes very nicely with the episode (laughs) you're all about to listen to because Rihanna sent me some of her gorgeous peppermint tea and I am now a convert convert 
I mean, I feel like you're already a convert to peppermint no, tea. No, a convert to loose leaf tea. It is superior. I think it just makes me feel a bit fancy. You've got a fancy mug as well. Well, you mean I have a strainer that sits in a mug? Oh, is that all it is? <laughs> I was feeling really envious of that the other day. <laughs> well, it's because I've just got my teapot and then my little mini sieve. <laughs> my favourite one is the black tea. It's got hints of ginger and peach and I'm loving it. That's my favourite one so far. Okay, so this leads on to the next question. If you were to have that cup of tea on your desert island, what book would you be reading while sipping it? See, I don't know why you thought I'd be good at answering this question. It's really interesting. I have such a different attitude to books than I do to films in that I never reread books, whereas I always rewatch shitty rom-coms, which is really bad because actually if I reread a book, that would be much more fulfilling. But so I find it really hard to have a favourite one because... I kind of eat them up in a specific time and place and then don't really return to them. Probably one of my all-time favourites is A Thousand Splendid Sons by Khaled Husseini. I just adore that book. Um, so that would probably be up there for me. Um, if you could go back in time or into the future for one day, where would you choose Al Malpazalgal? Oh, that's hard. Um... Okay, I think, oh, I always judge people who want to go back in time, though, because I feel like you're then not someone who's, I don't know, thinking about the future and you're just whimsical and wishing about the past. But I find it really hard to think about the future at the moment. So I think I'm going to jump back in time to, oh, to Glastonbury. Glastonbury 2018. Oh, that is a good one. Who was the best person that you saw at Glastonbury? Oh, uh... Oh, I think I know what you're going to say, actually. Who? No, you'd say it first, and then I'll say I don't think you were going to guess. I thought you were going to say she. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And all the flags, and all the dancing, and all the colours, and... Oh, also Jamie Cullen, though, a rogue one, super hungover at about 11.30, really empty, playing to a really empty main stage. But we were like sitting on the grass and just like half asleep, half listening. I've actually got goosebumps. <laughs> Take me back. Which five people would you invite to your dinner party? They can be dead or alive. Should we both do this? Should we have a joint dinner party? Yeah, let's have a joint dinner party. You know what I was thinking about last night in bed about this? I was like, can I have ABBA, but can they be a collective of one person? <laughs> Absolutely they can. And okay, then my collective is the Obamas. Oh, uh, great one. Great choice. Oh, who mm. else? Frida. Frida Kahlo, that would be good. Um, oh, do you know what? Louis Theroux. Yeah, true. You Wait, love him more than I do, I think. Well, if we're counting ABBA as that that famous one-man show, uh, and then the Obamas, that's number two. We're really pushing this. Frida Kahlo, Louis Theroux, we've got one more choice. I would like Queen Elizabeth the first. Oh. Yeah, I think she'd have some epic stories. Oh, after seeing Six, the musical, I think I'd want someone like Anne Boleyn. Oh, yeah. Bit of a rebel.
Right, next question. Oh yes, it's nice. Why is this words a guest has given you from series one or two? You know, the one that I return to again and again at the moment is what Anna Winger said in episode one of series two about not worrying about our creative life and journey not being linear. And I found that really helpful because that's definitely something I'm struggling with at the moment of kind of worrying that things I'm doing as gap fillers are then taking me down the wrong track. But actually, I think it's really valuable to remember that there isn't really a right track and that you're still it's the cliche that you're learning from things no matter what what you're doing that it will eventually inform who you become later down the line so I found that really inspiring have any of our guests said something that surprised you Al oh I mean I was surprised that Michael Coates could sit in a bin of cold water for 15 minutes or whatever it was that that surprised me and but I think more phrases I've taken away from episodes things like like turns of phrases I hadn't heard before which I loved like Liz's positive grieving that was something I hadn't heard and I thought she talked about so eloquently oh David's some days you don't get any balls in the hoop quote I have told myself (laughs) every single day since January because I love that like not every day has to be your best day and then another question we were asked was what we'd learned about ourselves while curating the podcast I feel like a massive thing for me is that you get I mean it's an insane insight into your verbal tics as a person Mm. which is a massive learning curve in terms of you sort of notice all the, the intricacies of the things that you say to fill time I say kind of a hell of a lot um you realize what your version of um is basically and so especially given that we're doing the editing as well you it's quite a painstaking process to listen back to all of that and so I think and I think being really conscious which we definitely still haven't mastered of only speaking when you're saying something of value rather than just going oh great amazing that's definitely something that I'm really trying to learn and iron out yeah and not calling something interesting for interesting sake and just to get our voices heard I think that's been a big learning curve and in that as well how to listen and be a really good listener I think I've realized that I think I thought I was an okay listener and then doing this in a remote way as well I think our listening has had to be even more astute than it has in anything I've done before because and it's really hard as well to listen and also but not to be already thinking about what you're going to say as a response or like just listening and letting the guest have that opportunity to share their wisdom I guess definitely well also something that we noticed early on was how annoying it was having our voices in the midst of someone else talking and because your instant reaction is to um and are ah along with it to encourage them but actually as Al says virtually that's really annoying and so we've learned to mute ourselves kind of in the in-between moments so that even if we are nodding and smiling and ooing and ahhing as they talk you don't have to hear that because actually it just detracts from what the guest is saying <laughs> but this one I thought would come up can you guess what it is Oh, might it be something about being stuck for ideas? I don't know if you've uh, heard this phrase knocking around. (laughs) About 
the girls at Rumble have coined it. Where do you go when you are stuck, stuck for ideas? ideas? Oh, go on. Right. Well, at the moment, and it's not going to be revolutionary. I can tell you that now. <laughs> but what I'm loving at the moment is going for a walk by myself, and you're going to laugh at this. Listening to the Bridgerton playlist. No. Oh my god, it makes you feel like you're in a movie. It's so empowering because it's basically all the pop songs that we love by Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande and stuff, but classical music. And it's the most empowering thing. Honestly, don't knock it till you've tried it. Go for a walk. I was walking through like the city, so obviously with all the skyscrapers and stuff, as it was dusk, listening to the Bridgerton soundtrack. And oh my god, I felt so empowered. Did you find the Duke? I think I have a bath. I think the bath is my place where I go. And I make it really, really hot and steam myself and lie there and then lie on my bed. And this sounds a bit weird, but do you ever get it when you've had a really hot bath and you can feel your heart more than you can normally feel your heart? Like if you go in a steam room or something and you get really hot. Yeah, yeah. And I just lie there and then I'm like, oh, I'm alive. <laughs> and sometimes that's enough and do you ever do you listen to podcasts do you read no. your book in the bath never sometimes I read my book but I don't get that people doing things in the bath like Georgie watches friends in the bath Jesse watches below deck in the bath no the bath is a sacred place to me where it's silence silence okay candle lit bubble bath oh yes okay good next question is who or what is your current inspiration oh <laughs> paloma wool of course she's done it ladies and gentlemen she said it i'm spending way too much time on her website if she would uh if paloma wool is listening and would like to because you know she follows david Lorescu, so i was like maybe <laughs> And I'm not crazy. I was like, maybe she'll listen to the podcast through him and then be like, oh, yeah, I want to sponsor that podcast and give them all my amazing jumpers. She's a fashion designer based in Barcelona. But I just think her designs are so funky and colourful. And it's been a really big thing for me in lockdown to still get dressed and wear something nice every day because otherwise, literally, what's the point in life? And Paloma Will has just has kept me going. And She's got a really brilliant ethos in terms of, like she says, I read an article with her and she's like, my biggest source of inspiration are the women around me. And it's really important to acknowledge all women around me, she said, and from the women who surround me to my mother and friends, all women who follow the project, Iggy, moi. <laughs> I think she just really has a like bright, colourful outlook that inspires me daily. Well, I'm really glad that if she does listen to the podcast, you've obviously played it really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Plans for season three. Oh, big, big question. Um, well, something that we've really loved with this series that we're keen to explore a bit more in series three are episodes in conversation where we have more than one guest. So like we did with the food episode with George and Carla, we want to maybe explore the possibility of having two guests live in conversation with us kind of facilitating that. More music, that's been something everyone said they've loved and we loved curating for season two and I think is something we want to develop 
for the next season. Yeah, Jack's original score has been an amazing addition that we are so, so thrilled with. Um, We're also, I think, going to create a new Instagram page specifically dedicated to the podcast. And we would love some interviewee requests from you. I've had a few already, but because we're rapidly running out of our um, favours to ask amazing people we know, we would love your people you admire who you'd love to hear chatting and we'll obviously uh see what magic we can (laughs) happen that doesn't make sense that's not english you know what i mean thank you so much to everyone who sent in questions it's been really nice for the tables to be turned for this episode and we'll let you know more about season three when uh we know more but thank you all so much for listening to us every week it's literally meant the world and I'm really excited to see where we can take this next. Also, I love you, Erin. I love you too. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so other creatives can find us when they're stuck for ideas. 